when an animal was grazing, the animal is grazing in its own property, then it went to someone else's property, a field or a vineyard, somewhere where it could do some kind of damage, as opposed to like a barren field. Even though the animal did not yet damage, do any damage, you warn the owner three times. You tell him, come, please take your animal out of my field, three times. Uh... Now, these three times, doesn't say how long they have to be between each other, but the point is that you have to give them three separate um, opportunities. If he didn't guard his animal, it didn't prevent it from, from uh, grazing in the field of the other person. The owner of the field, whose, animal, whose field is being trespassed by this animal, has the right to shecht it, a kosher shechita, then tell the owner, come sell your meat. Uh, he, he he can't kill the animal, but he can shecht the kosher shechita. If you kill it, it's a much bigger loss. Why is he allowed to do that? Why can't he? He just has to wait till the animal does the damage, and then he'll take the owner to the A person is not allowed to do damage, then just pay for the damage. Doing damage in the first place, even though you plan on making restitution, is not allowed. I feel the grammatical, even if it's to cause damage indirectly, in the, in the indirect fashion, is also as well. So therefore, this person doesn't have the right to say, why'd you shech the animal? Well, if the animal does damage, then I'll pay you for it. Uh, that's not allowed. The person has the right to not let himself get damaged in the first place, and therefore he can shech the animal to prevent that from happening. Because it's forbidden to do damage or cause damage to another yid, uh, it's property, therefore the Chum forbade doing things which are given that they will cause damage, meaning to... Uh, raise small animals that run around other people's yards in Eretz Yisrael, in the more populated areas, or rather in the areas where there are fields and vineyards, as opposed to like wilderness area. Rather in the in the forests and the in the wildernesses or deserts, especially Eretz Yisrael, that's where it's you're allowed to um, grow or have these small animals, whether they're kosher or non-kosher. So, for example, a domestic dog would be considered a non-kosher behemadaka. And that's not allowed to be raised in the area where it would do damage to someone else's property. In Syria, which is uh, not exactly at Yisrael, but a higher level than the rest of the Chutzlaretz, you, you are allowed to raise these animals there. Gimel. When Yeshua divided the land among the Shvatim and then had them go conquer it. So before he passed away, he made these sometime between when they entered enter Saul and Yeshua passed away. He made these ten conditions for the community. That you're allowed to have your animal graze in uh, even a small animal that will do damage sometimes. It runs around a lot um, in the forests that have thick trees. So these thick trees. Uh, are not uh, don't really damage are not really damaged by small animals, so you're allowed to graze your field in someone else's forest that has thick trees. I will However, a large animal like a cow, you're not allowed to have it pasture there because that could damage the forest. In the forest that has um, smaller trees, thinner trees, weaker trees. You're not allowed to pasture there neither a big animal nor even a small animal. Unless the owners agree. 
base number two, anybody's allowed to collect wood from his fellow's field. What kind of wood are you talking about? It's wood, which is very inferior quality, which, just, which is really just, just uh, good to be uh, used for, uh, for twigs. Um, like basically thorns. Like going his maybe higgy, different kinds of like shrubs. That, that's uh, provided that they are fresh and still attached to the ground. So these small little shrubs growing out of the ground, you'll have to pick them. Well, as long as you, as you don't uproot them entirely, you just cut them off the top of the ground, but you don't uproot them so they'll grow back. So uh, that's something that uh, that everybody's allowed to take from someone else's fields as long as it is not, uh, as it has to be attached because if it's dry, then already it's the, the owner wants it for firewood. Um, but if it's attached to the ground and it's uh, so it's still moist, it's not really good for firewood. It has to still be dried out, and it is um, uh, it's, it's 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 small and thin. That's permitted. Avashar etim usher. Other types of wood are not allowed. That's considered stealing. Gimel number time number three. When persons allowed to pick wild grass wherever any from anywhere, the exception is if it's a field of fenugreek, and it's a fenugreek that was planted for an animal. Sometimes people eat fenugreek too. So if it's a field that was planted for an for an animal, then if this grass is growing there. Um, so that actually helps the uh, the the, uh, the well the grass and the fenugreek together could be uh, could if if it's a field that's fenugreek for animal to eat, the grass there is also for the animal to eat. If it's a field that the fenugreek is planted for a person, then it's um it's like any other field, and you're allowed to take the grass, the wild grass. How do you know if it's planted for a person or for a human? For or for an animal, so if it's grown haphazardly, it's for an animal. If it's grown in an orderly fashion, then it's you can assume it's for a human. Lachadal the chaim hisne made it tonight. She yi adam mechaitem nekita bechom nekia bechom mokem. That person's allowed to cut off a branch anywhere he could go to anyone's tree and cut off a branch, and then use that to start like another branch, another tree in his own fields. Like I can go to your apple tree, cut off a branch, and I can. Use it in order to uh, to help my my apple tree uh, start growing. To accept the branches of an olive of an olive tree, um, of an old olive tree. In other words, when an olive tree becomes very old, it doesn't really produce a lot of fruit. So you cut all the branches off except for two branches, and so the whole tree potential is concentrated in those two branches. Now. If in that case, cutting off one of those two branches is going to really, really damage the future of the tree, so therefore you're not allowed to do that. But any other tree you can. So these are different kinds of type, types of uh, you might call um, you know socialistic communal takana, so that everyone can benefit from the the economy in Eretz uh, Promote uh, everyone, give, everyone have an opportunity to prosper. So when you cut off uh, these uh, branches from the tree, you have to leave over an egg-sized stub next to the uh, the trunk. Um, I'm not sure if that's in the length or width or the volume of an egg, but when it comes to a reed or a vine, so then you have to do it from a place from where the, the shoot 
is connected to the trunk. Then you cut you, you can cut the branch off from the center of the tree, but not from the higher branches. That was given to cut off these branches. a new tree that does not yet produce produce. If it's a tree that already produces fruits, then you're not allowed to do that because then you're considered damaging the tree. So only basically only if it's less than a year old. It has to be also from a part of the tree that doesn't normally face the sun. Depending on how high it is in the tree and what direction it is, depending on the season, I guess, because um, the branches that are exposed to the sun they absorb, you know, the nutrients of the sun for the tree, so those are necessary. A spring, a water that goes out in any area. Even though that spring um, flows very far away, it's dafka. The right, primary rights to that water are the people from from where it originates. Uh, sorry. Um, in other words, uh, when you have sometimes a, a spring of water, so you have so you, sometimes it runs, um, I guess, underground, and then it comes out of the ground somewhere else. In other words, you have two things. You have the place where it's yotza. You have the place where the ikr is. So even though the ikr, the place where it begins, is not in their portion. The place where it comes out, where it emerges, in, is in their portion. They have the rights to it, even though the people who are, uh, the people where it originates, the place where the ikker is, they're not allowed to use it if it's going to make the place where it's yotza, place where it emerge, emerges, it won't be enough water for them. So the people who are where it's yotza, where it emerges, they have primary rights. And no one else has the right to use it with them. Every person is allowed to fish in the Yam Teveria, also perhaps known as the Kinneret. As long as they use a Chaka, which is either a, um, a small net or, or a fishing rod, but you cannot make spread a big net and spread, have have a big, large boat there, large fishing boat. Only the people, the Cheshev Naftali, that the, they uh, got the chelik of the the the, the, the in their portion, they were allowed to do that. But everyone else is not allowed to do that. Um, anybody, anybody needs to use the bathroom. Sitting down, he's allowed to go off the road and go behind the fence of a yard where he first encounters. He's allowed to go to the bathroom over there. So everyone's property, it's public, it's a law, and it's a soul that everyone's property is a potential restroom for whoever needs it. Even if the field is a field full of saffron, which is some kind of expensive spice that is easily ruined by the smell. Uh, and also he's allowed to take a rock from that field and use it to clean himself. A person who is lost in some kind of thick uh, vineyard or any kind of field like that, he's allowed to, uh, you know, basically break the branches and then climb the vine in order to see where he is 
and keep doing that until he finds his way out. Actually, it's the doctor until he finds his way eventually to where he's no longer lost. Test. When there is a lot of mud in the public streets, um, or the ravines are filled with water, the people are traveling, allowed to go off the road, walk there on the side of the road, even though technically speaking, the area immediately next to the road, which is not as muddy, is private property. But again, to the purposes of maintaining normal traveling and traffic in Israel, this was allowed. Allah Yud. similarly, Yeshua made a tonight. A mace mitzvah, a person who is a mitzvah to bury him. Well, if it's a person, it's a mitzvah to bury any person. But a person that the mitzvah to bury him falls on all of Klal Yisrael because he has no one to bury him. No one knows who his relatives are or who his, it was a Yershim or if he has no Yershim, for example, a girl with no children. So, he acquires his place and he's buried wherever he's found, he uh, is buried in that location. Provided that he's not lying across the road in a way that the whole road now is going to be blocked by a by a grave, so anybody who walks over the grave, or anybody traveling that road, must become tummy. That'd be a major convenience. Uh, or if he is uh, also, if he's not within the tchum of a city, we're talking about a case where he's found. Uh, like in middle of nowhere, basically middle of a lar- middle of the of a rural area, which is with just fields. If, however, he was in the tchum of the city, or he was on a boundary between between two cities, so then my vila besakfaris, you bring him to the besakfaris and bury him in the cemetery of this of that one of those of that city where he's in the, the tchum of, or one of the two cities that he's on the border of. Um, Interesting, Hilchatumis Mace, Perak Ches, Halacha Zain, the Ramam seems to pass a little differently, but okay. Halacha Dal, Shoy Metik and Shoy Melech Medetakana. This is already, you know, a few hundred years after Yeshua. Jiu Avery Dorch and Maternal Vimesachama, that during the summer months, people who are travel are allowed to do as follows. The Halach Beshvilin of Asabasades, Sheesh Lambalim, allowed to pass through, walk through the fields that have a path, Ashatir to Vishnia until the second the phase of the rain begins, which is basically Yudzayan Cheshvan. Uh, at that point, this, the, you know, before then, the people walk through the fields. It's not, it's not so bad, but after that, there's, there's already seeds and have been pl- possibly been, pl- been planted, and walking there will damage them. Halacha hey, but the karnas elum These karnas are applied in all areas, including in chutz la'aretz. Pashas, which means chutz la'aretz. In a place where it's mostly hidden. Once the dew descends in Babel, well, now the dew falls every day, but it means when the dew is, you can see it on the ground, it doesn't dry up so quickly because the rains to stickle, the area is more moist because some, some of the rains have begun slightly. So at that point, also to, to walk through uh, pathways that. Um, that will they'll be damaged by walking in them. 
Yeah, that's in Bava. Even though a person is not allowed to raise small animals in Israel, you be a sheep farmer, for example, in, in, a, in an area where there are personal fields and vineyards like that, only in the wilderness, as we said, in Halacha Aleph. So, um, Aleph and Beis, that is. If, however, you have to buy it in order to uh, have meat for Yontif, so you're allowed to buy it and, and keep it around for 30 days, up, 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 to 30, up to 30 days or less before Yontif. You don't have to buy Mamashe of Yontif and Shechter right away. You're allowed to have it in your house a month before Yontif. Or, for example, before the the um, of a child, thirty days again, that's that's allowed. You're allowed to have it there for that amount of time. A butcher is allowed to buy them and shech them, and he's allowed to buy them and shech them as he needs them based on his business needs, as as he estimates. Um, but the vachelietzivetivet, as long as he doesn't let them pasture and run around, however, however. You want to have them for whatever time you need them. As examples we brought so far, mashab sechbesi. Let them um, keep them within a structure because they shouldn't cause damage. They cause damage. Ches. Kvar no also bavel the kertz soli also bavel the gidel behemet daka b'chayadaka bavel certain parts which was you know majorly populated by yidden. Of course, after the destruction of the first pesamikdash, so many yidden went there. So they made the same iser of um, raising. Shepherding these uh, small animals uh, in Bavel as well. Because most of the fields and vineyards there belong to Yidin. They were the main farmers at that area. And again, this, this applies to any area in Chutzlaretz that's mostly Jewish. Tess. You're not allowed to raise pigs anywhere, anywhere in the world. Because again, they do a lot of damage apparently. Unless it was tied with a chain. So, even though before I gave an example of a behemoth daka, a dog, if it's not kosher, the truth is real examples of a behemoth daka would be sheep or goats. So, um, if a dog is tied with a chain, then you don't have to worry about doing damage. However, you're allowed to have dogs in a city that's close to the border. During the day, they have to be tied by a chain. At night, they can, they can walk around because no one is going to scare. The reason for that is because if there is an invasion, the dogs will start barking and they will raise the alarm. Cursed be he who raises dogs or pigs. Because it's very common they do a lot of, they do a lot of damage. When a shepherd, a shepherd does tshuva. So he comes and he learns this peck and Rambam, and he comes and, he, and now he wants to do tshuva. So he has he has a whole flock of sheep. Does he have to sell them all in one in one second? We don't not him to sell them all right away. He sells you know slowly because uh, otherwise he'll, he'll, people take advantage of him and he'll have to make, suffer a big loss. We want, we want to make it easy for him to do tshuva. Someone gets Yerusha of dogs or pigs. You don't, you don't obligate him to sell them immediately. Again, because it wasn't his fault, so he sells them a little at a time until he's able to sell them all.